0: listeners heads up this conversation includes a lot of adult language my guest talks about sex and she uses profanity so perhaps listen to this one when kids are not around you're listening to it's been a minute from npr i'm sam sanders
1: why does sam look lost Cause I am. Wait, 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 Did you think you're to you, you you finding yourself right now?
0: It's been it's been a journey. My guest this episode is Tiffany Haddish.
1: First of all, first of all, never heard no black person like I gotta go find myself. No, that's white people. <laughs> you never hear like I gotta go backpacking through Europe to find myself. That's that's, that's white people. <laughs> white people say that. you ain't it's never like, hear no black person like I gotta go find myself. I'm finna go to Africa. Except for, like, maybe Dave Chappelle and me. <laughs> like,
0: <I'm gonna> go, <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany is so much. Actress, comedian, author, and all-around funny person. And Tiffany, she has had a really busy year. When we talked, she was drinking out of this branded swag cup for one of the shows she hosts, Friday Night Vibes, this movie showcase on TBS. All right, wh- okay, what is that? Friday Night Vibes on a Monday morning. Look at you. Yes,
1: drinking coconut water. Mm-hmm. Wow.
0: I tried coconut water once, didn't like it. Because
1: did you try it out of a bottle or did you try it out of actual coconut?
0: Out of a bottle and I was like, this is... Yeah,
1: and it's nasty. You know why it's nasty? Okay, so coconut.
0: Tiffany also hosts Kids Say the Darndest Things on CBS. And Tiffany starred in perhaps my favorite movie from 2021 so far, the prank film Bad Trip. Also, one more thing, Tiffany is the voice of a very self-confident toucan named Tuka. In the animated series, Tuca and Birdie. Birdie. Birdie And And her co-star in this show, comedian Ali Wong, as Birdie, a song thrush. I just need to see a good shrink for like a session or two. Then boom, no more panic attacks. Easy. Aw, I
1: thought I was your panic mechanic. I can't always rely on you.
0: Plus, you're busy going on all of your
1: dates. Online dating sucks. I can't encapsulate my raw, enigmatic allure in a profile.
0: Tuka and Birdie just returned for its second season on Adult Swim. All right, we cover a lot of ground in this interview. I talked with Tiffany about her many projects and her hopes and dreams for the entertainment industry, and she also told me perhaps the craziest Nicolas Cage story I have ever heard in my life. All right, let's get to it. We'll begin with Tuka and Birdie. If you could be any bird, what bird would you be and why?
1: Oh, if I could be any bird in the whole wide world, I would want to be... Yeah. A beautiful one of those macaw parrots, the big parrot, the red, or I would oh, yeah. want to be a blue one. I would want to be a blue one though. With the okay. with the beautiful colored wings underneath. And I would like just I can go. Whoa! What's up? What's up? What's up, y'all? What's up? What's up? What's like up, that. y'all? She ready. she ready. She ready. She ready. She ready. Like, yeah, I would yeah. want to be a bird that could talk. For
0: sure. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So this show, Tuka and Birdie, for those hearing this interview, watching this interview, who haven't watched the show, tell them what the show is briefly.
1: So Tuka and Birdie is a cartoon, an animated series about two birds, uh, female birds in their mid thirties that are dealing with real life issues, but in a humorous way. One of them has, You know, the challenge of finding the right therapist. You want me to cut
0: Tuca? Out of your life, yes. And ditch the boyfriend, too. I suggest a full relationship detox.
1: That's terrible advice. What kind of therapist are you? I specialize in severing attachments. And the other is like trying to, you know... Deal with not being an alcoholic anymore. It's harder for me, Tuka.
0: You know that. I can't just get naked and jump in a pool like you can.
1: I never asked you to stay sober for me.
0: Well, I wanted to, but... Why
1: I- would you lie about it? I don't know. I- Finding their place to fit in the world, um, but still be open and, and vulnerable, but be guarded at the same time.
0: Yeah. I like that your character, Tuka, in the show, she's kind of a hot mess, Kind of impulsive, doesn't always have her stuff together. Um, What characteristic of Tuca do you most see in yourself?
1: Um, I most see the, uh, I can do anything aspect of her. That's definitely a lot of me. I wish I had a driving force like that. A thing I'm so good at, it kicks the asses of all the other things I'm good at. But I'm equally exemplary at all things. Damn, my extreme competency. I really believe I can do anything. I might not be the best at it, but I can, I'll try it. that That's me. Know. And she's a really good, Even though she might be kind of into herself a little bit, which I guess I can be that too. Um, but huh. she really cares about her friends. She really super yeah. cares about her friends and will do anything yeah. for her friend. And that yeah. is me. 110%. I ride for my friends. Cause I feel like that's a family I made like, yeah. You have the family that God gave you. but And that's what I feel like is the dynamic between Tuki and Birdie. They made this this sisterhood together.
0: So this show goes very deep into the complexities of deep female friendships. And all of the reviews talk about how it's really awesome to see friendship explored in this way. I'm wondering if doing the show, voicing the show, has changed the way that you look at friendship yourself.
1: No, it hasn't changed the way that I look at friendship at all. I think my friendships are like the most important thing in the world, and yeah. I I focus on them. Deep, like I, I've always focused on them. It, I guess I feel like because coming out of foster care, you know, it, in that system, I was building family. I was building friends, and and I think of my friends several when, times but, over. Right, and when I call you friend, I'm calling you family, really. Um, yeah. If I call you, if I'm like, that's that's my boo, that's my associate, you know, we, we cool, that's the homie, you know, that's the homie. Yeah, but you're not really uh, my friend. You're, you're, not not, you're not somebody that the I Friend
0: tier that. is family tier. Yeah, yes. I get that. Yeah, I get that. For me, anyway. Yeah. So besides when and Bertie, I just watched you, I, I think I watched that movie four or five times, and I interviewed Eric Andre about it. Uh, Bad Trip, what I think is one of the best films I've seen in the last several years- Um, I cannot speak highly enough of this movie and your role in it. Um, You've talked about it already, but I'm just going to ask you about it again. How much fun was it? Because it looked so much fun.
1: It was super fun. It was really fun to be able to play like a hard ass and like be in the moment in improv. Like, okay, we knew what the bones of the sketch is. We know what we're trying to get out of these people. Go for it. And it's like, yeah. Uh, Let me tell you something. There were some parts that was really scary for me. Like, Like what? Like when I got into it with that with the with the white man, you know, and I'm arguing with him like I know you know them. I know you know them. This is you. I know. Your name is Craig, right? It is. And I don't where think... is these dudes at? Dude, I don't know. Well where when you at. see them, the next time you see these <laughs> let them know I'm a kill they ass. Well, I ain't got your car and stop Except yelling at them. No, you know where my car at, Craig. Seeing your ass on Facebook and everything with them.
0: What the Where's my car at? Ask your <laughs> brother.
1: What tell me where my brother? That one right there, I thought he was gonna punch me. I really was like, oh, they okay. gonna have these. Yeah, y'all gonna to have to drop these cameras y'all got in these backpacks and all this, and y'all gonna to have to come and get me because I'm fighting back. Because he was very he was very upset. So yeah. And I told them and I said, Y'all hire me, this, this is this cool, but just know if somebody try to fight me, I'm going it's to on. with their ass. I'm
0: going to yeah. fight. I'm going to fight. <laughs>
1: if they try me, they put their hands on me. I'm with it. I'm with the. I'm with it.
0: She's ready, as you might say. (laughs) Yes.
1: They got to touch me first, though. So you better knock me out. You better knock me out. you touch me, it's on. It's a wrap. It's It's a wrap.
0: That's
1: what my mama taught me.
0: Coming up, Tiffany Haddish is very, very famous for her funny stories about celebrities. If you didn't know this already, just Google these words. Tiffany Haddish, Jada Pinkett Smith, Groupon. When we come back, Tiffany shares another celebrity story, this one about Nicolas Cage. And trust me, it is one for the ages. This week on NPR's Life Kit, financial independence. We want to help you work towards financial freedom, wherever you're at. Concentrate right now on what you can do
1: to better your finances, to prepare for that next crisis. Not out of fear, but out of preparation. Listen now to the Life Kit podcast from NPR.
0: You're doing voiceover work in Tuca and Bertie. You're doing prank stuff in Bad Trip. You've done other movies that are scripted. Uh, what is the hardest type of acting for you? <laughs> She's like, none I of it's all... hard. I, I, I'm good at all of it.
1: No, there's, there's some hard acting. Um, so I did a movie with... Uh, It's going to be coming out, I think, this year um, with um, Nicolas Cage. Wait, shut up. Yeah, I did a movie with Nicolas Cage called- um, Oh, my God. I don't know if they're going to keep that name, but I think it's called The um, Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. And he's amazing, right? He's like, amazing, mind-blowing. He's good at what he does. He's been doing it a long time. And I felt like it was the hardest thing for me to do in acting Mm -hmm. is to act- when I don't know who I'm acting with, or I haven't met who I'm acting with, and I have a story to tell that person, but yeah. I have to be in this character, but my brain is like, you got to tell him, you better tell him, you got to, it's so like, I got this thing, you know, like, I, if I see something, I say it, but we're doing yeah. this thing, and I don't know Nicholas Cage, and he seemed to be like, the kind of guy that's like, all right, so now we're going to do this thing, and, and uh, this is go go. Uh, all right, here we go, uh, yeah. Nice to meet you. <laughs> and it's like, uh, I've been watching you my whole Did life. y'all bond? Things. Like, it's like, as soon as you're there, yeah. it's on. And it's like, I'm not ready yet. She's not ready. Because I had to tell was him he this cool, story. Was he cool, though? He was cool. He, you could tell he was getting irritated. And then I was like, look, I'm really intimidated by you. And I need to tell you something. He was like, you, Tiffany Haddish, intimidated? It's like, I have to tell you this story, man. And once I tell you the story, it'll be fine. So I tell him the story. And then everything was fine.
0: Can you tell me the story?
1: When um, I, was in, I was 17. Is this a story I should tell? This might be inappropriate. Yes. yes. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Tell an inappropriate story. That was what I, it was a debate of that, too. Should I tell Nicholas Cage this? Is this, in, this is inappropriate, though. I think, I don't know. I don't want him to hit me with the sexual harassment, but I got to tell him. And he thought you it was hilarious. So basically, I was at the movie theater seeing Face Off. I was about 17 years old on a date with this guy. And um, nobody else was in the theater really. It was just us in the back of the theater. And we started to make out. We started making out and stuff. And then um, it was my first time being fiddled with, I will say like that. (laughs) And as I was. Thank you, Nicolas Cage. (laughs) As I was achieving a um, momentous moment that I had never experienced in my life, um, I opened my eyes and the eyes of Nicolas Cage are looking into my eyes. Super big, right? So, um, and that was my first, my first big, oh, so, <laughs> so now I'm standing across from this man with those same big old eyeballs, them same eyes. They might not be massive like a movie screen, big, but those are the same exact eyes. And they're looking at me in real life, in real time. And mm-hmm. all I can think about is the guy that I went to the movies with. And how we were like, like, you know, and we were making out and then that feeling and then how weird I feel remembering this in front of him and then here there him is looking at me and my brain is just like, do you remember that day? Oh my gosh, we had popcorn and we had this and it was something, and then you were like, "Uh," and then his eyes are so blue. Eyes are like looking at us and then they're looking at us now. Should we be doing it right now? Like, what are we doing? (laughs) You know, and it was just like, oh, I have to tell him this story so it can go away. And when so I so when told you
0: told him, him, what did he do?
1: He laughs super hard,
0: and he goes, yeah. "You
1: know, my first wife, my first wife, uh, she saw me in a movie, and she said she was going to marry me, and we ended up getting married." I said, "Yeah, well, I didn't say that I was going to marry you, nor <laughs> let you put your fingers anywhere on me." Okay, I'm just letting you know. <laughs> That's yeah. a thought that's been running through my mind and it's keeping me from doing my job. But now that I've told you, I think this is going to be just fine. And oh, oh. so like my like it is hard for me to perform. It's hard for me to act in anything if there is like a mental distraction going on.
0: Why do you, why aren't more celebrities as candid about interacting with other celebrities like you are? I guess a lot of folks are so cagey about this stuff.
1: Because maybe they didn't have a good interaction with them, or maybe they're like, oh, they're afraid that nobody will want to work with them anymore. I mean, I'm not out here talking bad about anybody. I think no. there's some pretty amazing people, and people don't know it because they don't talk about it. Um, just the people that know them know. Um, I like to share my experiences. I love, I think that's important. And I think when people encounter me, they know that uh, Tiffany's probably going to share this. So, um, <laughs> They treat, I, I'm, I'm treated very well, only if you have been mean, nasty, and rude. And I think that's because that's who they are.
0: Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I don't talk
1: about s- them. They don't get to shine with the haddish. You understand?
0: <laughs> shine with the haddish. Them. You know, all these stories about you having fun with adults, with actors. You also host Kids Say the Darnest Thing on yeah. CBS. And it seems as if you like the kids, too. They're pretty fun to talk to. Let
1: me be honest with you. I enjoy being around kids sometimes more than adults because they're more like they lie. Kids lie, but they're pretty honest, too. You know, um, they're
0: emotionally honest. They can't hide their emotions.
1: They cannot hide their emotions. And I'm really good at reading people, especially kids. And they make me laugh. And also, I feel like uh, I feel like sometimes I'm a kid. And to be around them reminds me that I'm not the, the kid that I see in my head, but I am a kid in some ways.
0: So how many kids do you want?
1: I was thinking, okay, and tell me if I'm crazy. But I was thinking about getting about four or five of them. Uh, You're crazy. On some, You're on no, crazy. On some, no, on some Josephine Baker type stuff. Now, I get them older. Five and up. Okay. Okay. Five okay. to 13. Okay. okay. Uh, so they could be, you know, they could talk to me. They could tell me what's going on with them. I was hanging out this past weekend with some of my friends who they were adopted and they're telling me their story. And then turns out like his wife and her friend and her sister, they were adopted as well. And huh. they were telling me their adoption story. And I was like, wow. Wow. First of all, I've known you all these years and I didn't know that you were, I didn't know that she was adopted and um, she's from Russia. And they were telling me how like they have a ballet that they were in and they had to like sing and dance and stuff and they would come to America and perform and people would pick them. And I was like, oh Are my God. Are you serious? Yes. People wow. would pick them. I was like, this is crazy. And this was like in the nineties. This is not a, like a long time ago, like that long ago. Wow. And I was like. Oh my goodness. Cause it's so expensive. It's so ex- like, I'm like going through the process and it is crazy process and yeah. kind of expensive and doesn't make sense. She's like, you should go overseas. You should go overseas. And I was like, Oh yeah, I could definitely go to Africa and adopt it. She was like, no, I was talking about Russia or the U- Ukraine. I was like,
0: do you would know? Would you get a white was- kid?
1: Yes. But I'm like, okay. the I- world I- would probably turn up. They would probably go bananas. Like, because what celebrity have you seen? Black celebrity have you ever seen adopt a white, white
0: baby? Kid. I've never seen it.
1: I mean, but you I could be like, oh, would you like to have some babies for me? I could get somebody to have babies for me, I guess. But I'm I think now I'm no no cap. I would adopt any kind of a child. It doesn't matter if they're black or whatever. But um, you know, the way that they talk to me at the agency, um, the adoption people, they make it seem like it's like, no, that's not an option. So the only yeah, option, it feels babies. like the only option is black for me. That's what it feels like the option is, or maybe yeah. mixed. That's what it feels yeah. like, the way they talk to me. But like I tell them, anyone will do, you know, 5 to 13 is where I'm looking.
0: Yeah. All right. There you go. There you go. My favorite moment, speaking of you and kids, was when you were hosting the show with the kids on CBS and you find out while filming with the kids that you want a Grammy for best comedy yeah. yeah, I've
1: been nominated a couple of times for some things,
0: but I just And I a love
1: lo- I just what?
0: You just want a you Grammy. I
1: love being nominated. Please. I just I just want a Grammy? No. I just are you are you serious? I'm
0: not lying. I'm telling you the truth. I mean, wait, wait, wait. wait. I'm you I'm see, y'all see this thing? It's still like one of the just purest emotional moments I've seen in a long time. How was that moment? Because you find out you win this Grammy for Best Comedy Album, which hasn't happened for a black woman in like 30, 35 years yeah, since Whoopi. Since
1: the 80s, yes.
0: And you process that in real time in front of these kids. How was that?
1: That moment, that moment um, on Kids Say when I was, um, when, I, when I found out I won the Grammy was huge for me. And it was so historical and so important that it happened at that moment, right? Yeah. Um I did not think it was going to happen at all. So I wasn't really.
0: really I Who did you think like, was going to win?
1: Jerry Seinfeld or Bill Burr. Yeah. Like I would like it to have been like if, if I was going to lose, I would like it to have been to Bill Burr because I think he yeah. is yeah. one of the funniest comics I know. He deserves it. Like I think he's amazing. Um, but for, uh, <laughs> for me to win, I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, and good. then I'm, I'm here with these two beautiful little brown girls, you know, and they're seeing this happen and I'm trying to compose myself. Can I tell you why I'm crying? Why? It's a lot of bumpy roads that you cross, right? And it's a lot of times you feel like, well, am I doing the right thing? Is this really, is this good enough? Am I good enough? Am I strong enough to do this job? And then you just have to believe in yourself as much as you can. And it, Like, there's a part of me that wanted to fall out on the floor and be like, well, like, you know, and cry really yeah. hard because I worked so hard. I worked in a, in, for so long. And to be recognized by my peers, like, yeah, we approve of this, Tiffany, you're great. Like, that's huge. And then in, for it not to have happened for so many years, right? That's like yeah. insane. And, and it's a category that's been around from the beginning.
0: Yeah. Do you think so, it's getting better
1: for women in comedy? I think so. I'm hoping so. It feels like it is. I feel like if the women look out for each other more, like it just in, in all aspects, if women just started supporting each other more, like men do, I feel like, man, you guys like really look out for each other.
0: Coming up, Tiffany stays busy for a very good reason. You have said in interviews that you want to make... 80 films by the time you're 50. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. Where do you think that drive comes from? Because a lot of folks are like, let me do enough movies to make enough money to sit my butt down and
1: retire. Well, well, here goes my thing. 80 films, I don't necessarily have to be in all of them, and they don't all have to be great. I want to make 80 though because I just feel like that will create a lot of jobs for people. Every time you make a movie, Mm. it's anyway, the smallest crew could be at 50. And the largest crew could be like 500 people. That's how many jobs are you creating? How much generational wealth are you creating when you get to tell a story and give other people opportunity to tell that story with you? So that's why.
0: Well, that's really nice. At
1: first, I would when first people would ask me that, I would just be like, "Oh, it's just something I want to do." Because I was like scared to be like, "I want to give people jobs. I want to see us working. I want to see our stories." And at first, I was scared to say that a lot because I thought like, "Oh, somebody like like they try to put this ideal in your mind like the bit the, the, the white man upstairs, the man upstairs it's gonna block you. He gonna keep you from when you talk about you want to give black people jobs. You talk about you want you do the integrate and all that. They gonna block you." And what I realize is it's not nobody blocking you, but you, right?
0: And nobody the white guy that we imagine usually isn't even there. And sometimes a white guy that we imagine who wants to say no oh. is looking at us and saying, oh, there's dollars here. Yeah, Black folks spend money too. And we'd like too. to make some
1: of those dollars with you. Um, <laughs> yes. So what is yes. it that trying to do? What it, okay, mm-hmm. I don't understand it completely, but this is – okay, so this is what your people are into though, right? I, I'm willing to invest <laughs> in that. I'm willing to yes.
0: – I, I want to see. Yeah, It does feel like a moment where like, finally these studios and these power players in the industry are realizing that black and brown people spend money to be entertained and you should be making stuff that caters to them. And you know what's weird, Tiffany? It feels like there are waves and ebbs and flows. I feel like when I was a kid in the early 90s, there were so many black sitcoms, so many black movies. It was everywhere. And then it went away. And now it seems like some of it's coming back. I don't know. Like, how do you feel? I mean, like, big picture. Do you think the industry is just, like, getting more of us?
1: Well, big picture, let's just look at the history of television. The history of television.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? So it starts off very, very white. Then, like, the 70s come along and black exploitation movies and films, TV shows come out, right? That kind of saves Hollywood. The black exploitation run saves Hollywood. Saves the movie industry. Saves the... You know, different TV stuff. So then, oh, okay. All right. So th- there's a market here. Okay. We can, we get, we get our money up. We get to where we're good. Well, let's go back to what we know. Let's go back to what we know. Oh, shoot. We're falling off. We're falling off. We're falling off. Ah, let's get back to black. Let's get back to black.
0: <laughs> get back to black.
1: Back to black. Well, I
0: remember when like UPN started. Like UPN, UPN was CW. The remember that? CW. With a little black frog mascot dancing around. Duba, 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 and they were so black, so black, so black until they didn't have to be. And, and then so it was like
1: didn't oh, didn't And then, yes, then it changes. So it's like, Yeah, we can't get comfortable just because we see us and then don't request anything else. We have to keep keep putting in those requests, keep creating, keep keep the content going and now there's no excuse there's so many outlets there's thousands of TV stations there's so many there's YouTube there's all these different streaming things there's so many avenues for us to create and tell our stories there's even streaming sites that are black owned Africa based whatever that we could be putting our content content up and as long as we keep watching it and supporting it they'll keep making more when we're not supporting they're like, well, we're not making no money off of this. What are, we, what are we doing this for? There
0: you go. I agree. I agree. I like that. So then I know we're talking about black movies, black art, black productivity. But I will say you talk a lot about Meryl Streep and how much you like her. Y'all do a movie together. What's it about?
1: Okay, so I got a few options. I got like six.
0: Okay, you've thought about this. Mean, you've thought about this. I don't
1: want to give all the juice away. But we could do one where she's a coach of sorts. Okay? just okay. she's a coach. And um, I'm being coached by her. We could do that.
0: Life or, coach, sports coaching. You name it. You name okay. it. Okay. I'll All take right.
1: her guidance. I'll take her. It could be a doula. Okay? She could be my doula. <laughs> I could be having babies. Ooh, wow. Could
0: I could love a, that movie. It could
1: be some witchcraft stuff. She teaching me. How to, you know, heal some of uh, some crazy vortex that's been created in 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 the universe that's that's hurting people of color, and she shows me how to fix the vortex and you know heal the heal the nation. I don't know. Or
0: yeah,
1: or she played my mama, right? Okay, so this in my mind is what this is what it is. Okay, explain so my that. Da- so she marries my dad, right? My dad. Um, it's single dad raising me. She marries my dad. Turns out though, she more—how should I say—sassy. Uh huh. Uh huh. Then, then you would think, right? And so everything I learned from her, and so I'm like loud, sassy, like, "Hey, what's up?" But turns out I get it from my white mom.
0: You got to call this movie "White Mom."
1: Mm-mm, mm-mm. We call it Girls Trip" call- too. We call it "Girls Trip" too. <laughs>
0: Meryl, are you listening? Do this.
1: I think she should. I think she should play my mama, who's like super. Like when you first meet her, you think she's so like, oh, hello, hello, and then you say something, she be like, what? Who is she talking to? Like, I just want to see Meryl Streep go off. Okay, I just want to see Meryl Streep here go.
0: What?
1: <laughs> I want to say poop. I want to hit that. Hit it, hit it to the left. What? Let me tell you something, okay? You messing with the wrong... I just want to see her go... And I want to see her snatch the soul. You know, when you throw the hand out and pull it back. When you're talking yeah. to somebody, you throw the hand out pull it back. That's soul snatching yeah. right there. That's like, I'm pulling your card, hunty. We yeah. don't play this. Yeah. I want to see her... Well, so much one. of
0: her soul snatching when she's in movies is like so restrained. Like, I think of her in Devil Wears Prada. Her soul snatcher just being like... What you don't know is that that sweater is not just blue. It's not... Purquoise, it's not lapis. It's actually cerulean. Like that was yeah. a snatch. She's so subtle with yeah. it. But you're saying you want to yeah. see it. But patow, I want to like see her over it, the top it. With
1: it. Maybe we do a short film and we just get just where I'm giving. I'm coaching her on hood tactics. I just want to <laughs> see her sassy as hell. I just want to see that because I think she could do it.
0: She could do anything. It's Meryl
1: Streep. She Street. could do anything.
0: She could do it.
1: I she would love to see her to as a social worker who don't give a and then she needs somebody to make her care.
0: And that's me. Do all of these things. I like that. Have you met her before?
1: Yes. Only once. Was she sweet? She was the best. She was the best. Oh. I ran up on her at the red carpet uh, at the Oscars. And then I told her she going to be my mama one day. And she was like, okay. It was, and she knew who I was. She was like, <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." She's <laughs> going to you going to be my mama one day. I'm just letting you know right now, at some point in time, you're going to be my mama on something, some kind of way, shape, or form. I don't know. Um, And she was like, okay, okay, honey. And then I did my little part on the Oscars, and I said the things again that she's going to be my mama. (laughs) Just for one day. One day. Just one day. Just for one day. day.
0: Before all of this meeting celebrities, Governor's Ball, Meryl Streep business, what was the worst job you had before comedy and acting took off?
1: Bone sex operator?
0: I did not know you did that. Yeah. Huh. I read everything about you and didn't read that.
1: It was only for 30 days.
0: Okay. What was your persona? My name
1: is Patricia. <laughs> I'm Hawaiian and Black. I'm a student at USC. I'm also a cheerleader.
0: So 30 days. You didn't and, like it.
1: And, and, and did, you say, did you say... Wait, can you repeat that last question again?
0: Oh, I was asking... What was Did you like it? Like so? uh, Worst job before you began acting, and no, no, no. You said that that you were saying something
1: about my breast size and how hard it was. No, (laughs) I'm really strong, but you're probably hard, and that's why you said that. You're so nasty, (laughs) (laughs) yo, Samuel. Don't play like that.
0: (laughs) I'm blushing, Tiffany. I'm blushing. Oh my god. What did thirty days of being a phone sex operator teach you? if anything.
1: Men are disgusting. Oh. <laughs> Men are so nasty. And a lot of them are so lonely. They just want somebody to talk to. A lot of times, there's not even um, sex talk going on. It's more just like, my wife is this. My job is uh, Like, they don't have anybody to talk to.
0: Men don't talk. We're not trained to talk. We're trained to do. We're not trained to right. talk.
1: So, when they call in on this line... They just start pouring their hearts out. And it's like, whoa, men are different. <laughs> they're so different. They're so different. Oh, so vulnerable, so sweet. A lot of it's very sensitive. And somebody like at work will say something to them that they don't like. And they'll be holding that all day long, all night, till like four, three o'clock in the morning. And they call me and they're like, Patricia, are you there? And I'm like, yeah, I'm here. I just finished studying for my finals. I'm so lonely right now. Me too. I'm lonely too. Why are you lonely? Why are you lonely, Sam? You're so handsome.
0: Thank you. Really? You You think so?
1: Yeah, you know you're handsome, Sam. (laughs) My favorite thing about you is the way you laugh, when you giggle, it just, I don't know, it does something to my insides. It makes me feel so good. (laughs) (laughs) yeah that giggle right there sam that's my favorite girl i love
0: it tiffany i just
1: know you're feeling some joy in your heart right when you giggle like that like it's like also maybe a little discomfort but that's okay sometimes it's you got to be a little uncomfortable to to change you know there you go
0: you know we talked a little bit about like the work that you were doing before your career really took off in this way but like it was more than just phone sex operating like you you were you were broke and i remember reading about you having to sleep in your car but you were like if i'm going to do it it's going to be in beverly hills so you were sleeping in your car in beverly hills how long was that going on
1: for like 3 months yeah for wow. 3 months yeah and then and it happened three different times in like 3 months each time so that was like I had to learn. I feel like that was like God teaching me, like learning to be um, humble enough, not to have so much pride because I had a lot of pride and didn't want to ask for help. And I had to learn how to ask for help.
0: Yeah. And, well, and if this is correct, correct me if I'm wrong, Kevin Hart ended up hooking you up with some money to get out of your car.
1: Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah.
0: That's amazing.
1: Yeah. He how much did he give you? 300 bucks. Kevin saw the stuff in my car and was like, what's going on with you? And I was like trying to be real, you know, like not really asking for help or anything. And he would not leave me alone about it. And I told him what was going on and he gave me 300 bucks and said, get yourself a hotel room for the week and figure out what you're going to do. Like make a a list of goals, get yourself a list of goals and start attacking those goals every day. Do at least one thing for each goal. Right. And, um, and I was like, "Where am I going? To so what hotel can I stay in for a whole week for three hundred dollars in LA?
0: No, not a nice one. Not a nice one. Yeah, not a nice one.
1: Definitely not a nice one. Not even, not even a bad one. Not for three hundred dollars for the week.
0: But I you mean, found something.
1: But I found a hourly spot. So I went there. Mm. You know, the Momo. Mm,
0: yeah. The <laughs>
1: hour, Wrote out everything. Took a little a nap or whatever, and then. I was out and then it's like everything started to come through. Like stuff started happening
0: slowly. What was short. the first goal you wrote down? Do you remember? Get a
1: place to live.
0: That's a good goal. That's a good goal. Yeah. If you could talk now to that Tiffany Haddish, sleeping in the car, getting a room by the hour, trying to figure out her goals, what would you, in your wisdom now, tell her?
1: I would tell her to, um, don't worry. It's so much. Don't worry so much. Stay yeah. focused, right? You're going to find a place. Don't get married.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Don't get married. Thanks again to actress and comedian Tiffany Haddish. She is the voice of the character Tuca in the animated series Tuka and Birdie, which is now airing on Adult Swim. Also, Tiffany Haddish hosts two shows because she stays busy. Kids Say the darndest Things on CBS and Friday Night Vibes on TBS. And Tiffany starred in my favorite movie this year, Bad Trip, on Netflix. Go watch it right now. Trust me on this one. Listeners, you can also watch an extended version, director's cut of this interview, where you'll see both of our faces, me and Tiffany. Just go to youtube.com slash NPR. All right, listeners, I'm going to tell you a secret. For the next few weeks, I'm going to be gone. I'm taking three weeks of vacation all at once. I've never done this before in my life. I'm so excited and also so scared. This episode you're hearing now, it's actually publishing as I'm already out on vacation. Uh, But till I get back, the following episodes for the next few weeks, they'll be hosted by my friend and NPR colleague, Aisha Roscoe. She'll begin hosting this Friday and uh, she'll do it for a few weeks after that. Be nice to her, okay? All right, this episode of It's Been a Minute was produced by Andrea Gutierrez, and it was edited by Jordana Hochman. Also, special thanks to the NPR video crew, Searing Bista, Nikolai Hammer, and Nick Michael. All right, listeners, till we meet again, be good to yourselves. I'm Sam Sanders. We'll talk soon.